Hey everybody, and welcome back to Brutally Honest Reviews. I'm Evan, and I'm here with Rob and Taylor, and replacing Justin today is Chris Rennie, and we are gonna be reviewing Mission Impossible 6 or Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, and if everybody, and if anybody does not know, Mission Impossible as a series has five movies that precede Fallout, um, and they do call back a couple of these movies during the, uh, the actual movie that we see today. Um, so some storylines from the third one and some storylines from, I believe, the fifth one ended up in this new sixth installment. Um, I want to get initial comments from you guys. What did you guys think about... Actually, first of all, who has seen all of the Mission Impossible movies? Anyone? No. That would be me. I okay. saw the first two and this one. Yeah. So our story, just to lead into uh, Fallout, our story with Mission Impossible is we started, to, we saw the trailer, we loved the trailer, the trailer, the first trailer, they had three different ones. Is that the one with, um, um, what's the name of the band? Uh, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. I hate that song, only because of that trailer, but really? I love the trailer. I thought really? it was so yeah. cool. Oh yeah. I thought the song fit perfectly. I loved oh, I it. We listened it. to the My song friend, like, on the way to the movie. The, the <laughs> oh yeah. So me and Taylor loved, the, loved that trailer. Um, and so we saw this and we're like, we gotta see this movie, but we gotta binge. Last time I saw Mission Impossible was like probably when it came out in 1996. Nice. So I bought a three pack thinking there was only three movies in the series and found out later from Rob <laughs> that he has the five movie pack. You're welcome. So it didn't really matter because we, we watched the first one and then we got to the second one and the second one was awful and we just stopped. <laughs> so, um, Pretty much. But from someone who's seen the Mission Impossible movies, what did you guys think of this installment. I'll start with Rob on the end. I honestly think the series gets better as it goes. This, If this one wasn't my favorite one of the series, it was probably my second favorite. The only other one that I would say, if this one isn't my favorite, would be Ghost Protocol. Was that the one right before this one? No, that's no, the fourth one. The one right before this one was... Rogue Nation. Yeah. Rogue Nation, right. Yeah. I read about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, to differentiate from you guys, I actually grew up with the, like, the first one and the second one. So I've liked those my entire life. The second one, I will admit, is kind of, you know, it's a little too John movie, a little too like slow-mo and doves flying everywhere. But yeah. I, I honestly have always kind of appreciated it. But um, my favorite will always just be that first one. I remember going to theater, seeing it, seeing the, uh, the Langley scene mm. and just the tension in that scene and just how De Palma kind of just shoots everything really slow. And I love that scene. And they, I think they've kind of lost that in the new ones and they are fun. But I get, I get, I got kind of a more of an MCU vibe from this one. So yeah, I, while I did like it, I did like Rogue Nation. I mean, I'm sorry, um, Ghost, Ghost Protocol, Protocol more. And my favorite will still always be the first one, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually, I love the first one because I love Brian De Palma and he did um, Manhunter. Yeah, you know, before Hannibal, before it's funny he started two different franchises. Oh wait, no, he didn't do Manhunter. He didn't do Manhunter. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, man, oh yeah. wow, that's who is that? Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Yep. You sure? Pretty sure. We he did, he did something else. No, we don't have our fact check here. <laughs> no fact check. We'll retroactive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny though because I was talking to my friend, and I'm not even the biggest De Palma fan anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of ironic that that I choose that one as my favorite and. It just always passes the test every time there's a new installment, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my initial thoughts, um, coming from someone who hasn't seen much of these 
Um, I actually did some research ahead of this movie just to figure out where Mission Impossible came from. Um, and it's actually like a 50s TV show. Yep. Um, hmm. And they just adapted the storylines and I'm sure they made most of their new storylines up or, you know, grandiose yeah, and stuff like that. But um, it if used I, to be... If I can point out too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure how accurate this is, but I'm pretty sure John Voight played one of the original TV show characters in his movie. No kidding. So it was kind of controversial that he kind of, you know, turned on the team. What is it? IMF? Yeah. Is the name of the team? IMF. So yeah. when the movie came out, yeah, people were actually kind of uh, upset that one of their heroes turned out to be the villain. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert for the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it's been two decades, but just in case. So, so coming in for this one, to me, someone who hasn't seen any of the Mission Impossible movies aside from the first two, um, at least in a long time, I really liked it. I think they paced the movie really well. Um, I thought there was a lot of the action that brought back from like the original. It had a lot of gruesome violence in it. And I think they kind of brought a, a, a next level where from the last couple movies is kind of lacking, I've, I've heard. Um, and this one was kind of more brutal, more things going on, more things to be excited about. Um, it's a two and a half hour movie and it didn't feel like it at all, um, which was, I think, quite an accomplishment. Um, cinematography was interesting. I, I thought, I want to touch on this first because I know I'll forget about it. Do but, you even know who it was? Um, see, I don't know cinematographers like I know directors, yeah, I know, yeah. but um, I don't. I, I, I think I, know, I remember yeah. seeing his name in the credits and not knowing who he was. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> but what I thought was interesting is like, I don't know if you noticed, but did you see when, I thought it was like a theme kind of thing, but I noticed that they used the same, like a star screen filter over the lens throughout the whole movie. So like whenever you saw like a light in the background or in the foreground or anything, like it would create that kind of like those lines. So like one of the opening shot when he wakes up from that dream, um, you see him wake up and it kind of looks like almost like um, like Blade Runner or something. Okay. There's just lights going. I thought it was like to signify that he's coming out of a dream or going into a dream sequence. But later when they're down in the dungeon, we'll talk about it later, um, when you know they go through the aqueduct and, and they're in that room, you kind of see all these work lights and you're creating that weird kind of uh, design. I remember we used one of those filters recently. It was pretty cool. I'm just gonna mention too. You you were completely talking over my head right now. I don't know half of the lingo in like some oh, okay. film, and it, I can tell you. Oh, I think that shot looks great. But you just it'll be awesome to listen to you tell me why that shot is that way. I'll explain it. So yeah. so so through the whole film, um, it's not really anything major, but stylistically, cinematographers will sometimes use filters to portray certain emotions or certain things that are going on in the script. Um, so usually, it's something that'll happen. Um, during like uh, like a drug overdose, for example, they'll do some weird thing with a filter, or maybe they'll dial up the shutter speed, which will cause images to jump around and kind of look like surreal. Um, and then with the filters, with in this particular movie, they'll use a filter, which will go into their map box, which is glass, and it's usually either four by four or four by five point six five. And what they do is when light comes through, it refracts and you'll get these weird kind of look, weird images on your screen. Um, a lot of DPs use this for dream sequences, like I mentioned. Um, it's, yeah, it's a little Is that bit. like the rainbowy, like the prism-y kind of look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like yeah. so like across the screen, you'll see like prisms right. and stuff like that. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But it didn't seem like there was any 
reason for it, but it was pretty cool. JJ Abrams does that with the lens flares too. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, oh, what, just, I, that's what I thought of immediately. That's part of his style. Yeah, yeah, like Super 8, was that him? Yep. Or was that, that was Spielberg. Um, no, it was, it, it was, uh, it was him. I, he might have, Spielberg might have produced it, but he just usually that's an does Abrams. a lot of lens flares. Yep. It's like a running joke, like when you think of like Abrams, you think of lens flare. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember now, you're, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so all in all, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I thought that you didn't really have to be connected to the series necessarily to understand yeah. it. What we did afterwards is after we saw the movie, we just uh, filled in, we looked up uh, what the connections were to the other movies. They're, they're not really crazy and I can go over them later, but um, just thought it was something right, yeah. worth mentioning. Um, what do you think, Taylor? I loved it. I, uh, I don't know if you saw me, but it was one of the few movies where I was in the theater actually like, <gasps> like I was like so enthralled in the whole movie. I did not even notice how long it was at yeah. all. Like I would have sat there for like a whole nother movie of it. I don't know, I just love the action. Um, again, I didn't pick up maybe on all of the subtle storyline connections, mm -hmm. but I don't think it was really necessary to, to know. You get the idea, you know, there's history between these two characters and it's kind of where, that's kind of where it ends. You don't really need to know the whole story, but, um, which is good because I hate going into a movie and feeling like I don't know what's going on. So definitely loved it. Um, I thought it was great. Cool. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go into the movie a little bit. Um, I'm gonna try to go a little bit quicker through this movie since it is two and a half hours. So, yes. um, not to say if you got something to say, you can't say it, but we're gonna make, make sure we try to get this through and, and tell you guys what's going on. So we start the movie. We start actually with uh, what I think was a kind of sloppy exposition, um, setting up kind of the storyline with a, with a heist gone wrong kind of thing, um, but. It didn't end up ended up paying off in the end. Two and a half hour movie. I was only upset for five minutes. <laughs> so um, what what happened is is um, so Tom Cruise is basically going on another mission, and they are hiring him to intercept some plutonium and make a deal for some plutonium, which can be used in catastrophic terrorist attacks um, of that nature, or just otherwise valuable to criminals. Um, it's really not explained very clearly, but within minutes they are basically ambushed. Um, the bad guys, which were introduced to a little bit later, um, these are kind of just the ambush bad guys <laughs> um, who initially steal the plutonium. The, uh, the apostles, correct? The yeah. apostles, right. yes. Yeah, we yes. get the name a little bit later on. And that's, that's who those oh. guys were, but they, were just, they weren't connected. I don't think they were in the rest of the film. Those bad guys. They were mentioned. We didn't see them too much until, well, can't really say without spoilers, but they're back later on in the movie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, well, as a whole, they're back. Yeah. Like uh, some of those faces you don't see. Again. Oh, yeah. Like, right. like the main no. guy there, we don't see him again. There's right? no real team of apostles that are showed or singled out. Yeah. Right, we don't know names yeah. of them or anything like Outside that. It's of the kind leader. of just a general, you know, group that we're aware of. Yeah. So let's 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 try to explain that ahead of time, since everybody's probably already seen the movie. Um, the guys who ambushed them in the beginning, they are part of the apostles, which we find out are a group of basically people who joined this criminal leader as what he what what he had named them as the syndicate before he was arrested, and when he was arrested. These syndicate members became the apostle, um, the group of the apostle, and kind of seeked out their own, I guess, kind of crimes for their own benefit, um, and, and put their original leader 
in the crosshairs of all of this going on just to benefit for themselves and cause catastrophic terrorist attacks. Um, so what we see happen, plutonium's lost. Tom Cruise has this thing where he cannot shoot his friend. He cannot let his friend go in order to save the plutonium. Um, his friend is Ving Rhames, who is Luther in this franchise. Only one, one of the only returning members. He's the only one that's also in L6 besides Cruise. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I like him. Yeah. So we have this moment. He is robbed. They take the money. They take the plutonium. Ving Rhames ends up surviving. He gets shot by Tom Cruise, but he has a vest on. Um, and then they have to figure out what they're going to do about this. Um, so the next scene we're cut into, though, is interesting because the next scene we're led to believe that we see this man in the hospital and he's the, the doctor who's behind basically the manufacturer of these, of these plutonium weapons. And he is the same intention as the apostles. He's part of the apostles. And he's watching a news broadcast on TV in his hotel room, or not hotel room, hospital room. And it comes on that there's three different attacks. I think, I don't remember where. It was, uh, Mecca, Jerusalem, and the Vatican. Yep. Okay, so yeah, Mecca, this guy Jerusalem, was huge anti-religion. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So he thinks that they hit all these three targets and that his, his ultimate goals are fulfilled. Um, Tom Cruise comes in, Ving Rhames come in, and they basically trick the man into realizing, uh, you, they trick the man into thinking that he's in a hospital room recovering, when in reality, they drop the walls and you see that they're actually just in a warehouse <laughs> and they tricked the guy into giving up the coordinates or information. The phone password. Is the phone password? Oh, the phone password, right. So it unlocks the phone password um, and then they're able to get all this information on where the plutonium is and what they need to do next. Um, what did you guys think about that scene? I thought it was great. I mean, it was on par for what they would have done, but I still kind of didn't expect it to happen yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, like, it was exactly what they would do, yeah. but they still wrote it in such a way where yeah. it, it worked well enough. I was actually very shocked that within 10 minutes of the movie, of Mission Impossible beginning, that, you know, the Vatican and Mecca are just gone. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. Right. And then it's so it's slowly dawned. I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. I got you. That's not really Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. Wolf Blitzer is Simon Pegg. It's great. And, um, yeah, no, it, like, it was great how it was exactly what they would do, but it still worked. Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of felt like something was going on, like when they did the whole, like, good cop, bad cop vibe exactly. thing. I was like, they're up to something, but I just thought they were in this hospital tricking him, you know, somehow. I didn't think. When the walls fell, I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't expect them to transition in, in that way. I, I liked it. Yeah, I like how they're getting more creative in, in movies in general with ways that they're tricking criminals, because I'm sick of, <laughs> you can't just keep having the same things. We've had like, we've had crime movies for 50, 60 years. Now we can't just keep having the same thing. So that was interesting and refreshing. Um, so after we see that, that happen, that transpire, uh, Angela Bassett, who works for the US government, is contacted. Um, she can't trust anyone because everybody, um, in her opinion, which is kind of poking fun at politics, or not poking fun of, but showing how cutthroat politics is, is that she won't even hire Tom Cruise specifically because he chose his friend's life over saving the plutonium, which would in theory, save the entire country, the entire world. Yeah. Um, so she can't trust them. So she hires this guy 
who has a very creepy mustache, which was my first clue. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, the there is a mustache. <laughs> um, the mustache no CGI mustache in this house. So, it was Cahill. Uh, what's his name? Henry Cavill. Henry, Henry Cahill. Cavill. Cavill. So, Henry Cavill plays this um, other military operative who works basically in the same field that Tom Cruise does that we learn uh, and he's brought on to clean up the job basically because when Tom Cruise has an approach, Tom Cruise will take things very methodically and very, you know, doing things the correct way. But Henry Cavill is his, his, uh, his actual character name. We should use the character names. Yeah. This is a character name. I know the code name is John yeah. Lark. And, oh, right. It was like, they gave him like, a, you know, this um, high-end assassin name, like this really cool name. But yeah. I, mean, I don't think they really use it again. I think they just use his last name. The yeah, they do. It. But yeah. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. So Tom Cruise is Ethan Hunt, as always, if you haven't seen the series. Ethan Hunt. Um, Henry Cable, I can't remember what his name is. Let's call him Bruce Wayne. There you go. <laughs> it, <laughs> wrong character. That's my bad. You need our fact. I am it, not up in my Justice League. It'll come back to us. But anyway, she, she hires this guy from the military to oversee and go with Tom Cruise during this operation where he is tasked with interrupting this major gathering um, and trying to find who has the plutonium, um, who he needs to talk to. Um, so he ends up, they end up taking off for whatever reason, I don't understand why they took off from it. For, maybe there wasn't <laughs> a safer way, but they jump out of an airplane into a and lightning storm. into a lightning storm. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, just, not just any skydiving. That was a halo jump. <laughs> no oxygen. I really want to know if that was Tom Cruise doing it. Yeah. <laughs> because he's insane. Was. Really? Yeah, no, yeah. Somewhere, it's, I read somewhere that he did the jump. Yeah. That's crazy. A real jump? That's what he yeah. yeah, he just does huh. the stunts, yeah. We'll talk more about the helicopter, too, because I'm sure you guys have heard of that, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I might steal a page out of your book, did you notice it was a one take? Which which was shot? Pretty much the whole jump was one was done was a one take. I, I guarantee you they cut a hundred times. I but. didn't notice that. I mean, but that that was also like most of that was done in a studio. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, most of that was had to have been done in the studio just because of the shots they got mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Pretty much, like I think, uh, like as soon as you see Tom jump or Ethan Hunt rather, mm -hmm. the whole way down is just one take. It is kind of crazy, yeah. though. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't um, notice. So yeah, they, they jump. Um, and up in the plane, we kind of get this weird vibe from the uh, from Henry Cavill's character, uh, where he kind of seems dumb. Or like, he kind of seems <laughs> right? like yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a dumb frat boy. <laughs> but like, obviously he was kidding. He Like, he really was just messing yeah. with Tom was Cruise. He, I missed something too. Was he actually knocked out? Because when they yeah. landed, yeah. I think yeah. so. He, when they the landed, it almost he made like a joke about it, and I almost was wondering if he was just messing. Well, it seemed it's like it. It's because uh, Ethan took his. his yeah, I, right. I remember that. Threw yeah. Cavill's off of him, mm -hmm. and when they landed, he noticed that Ethan's wasn't on. He's like, yeah. Oh, oh. So I wasn't. I wasn't sure if that no. smart ass comeback was no. just like him, like just noticing that. Consciousness, you usually don't realize you're out. Right. Um, maybe, yeah. He definitely so he's got just, hit by he just gets up and he's, yeah. just, he's yeah. just cool Henry Cavill yeah. without missing it, skipping a beat. Yeah, that part was a little bit kind of like frustrating to me because it was like, I wish I wish we knew if he was kidding the first time at least. Like it, it just didn't, it seemed like they were trying to show us something like funny. I think he said or it a too hint. cocky to be kidding. 
So yeah. he legitimately thought Ethan lost his oxygen tank. Yeah, yeah. And luckily made it down. Because, I mean, the way he landed, he landed on the top of the building. Yeah. Not very gracefully. So. No. Which would probably kill yeah. him in, the, in real life. In like, real life. Tom yeah. Cruise's oh, yeah. unbreakable stuff. <laughs> oh, the way he landed on that? Yeah, he, he would be dead. Well, did it like, yeah, this like, shoot just hit the thing, his like, strap came down? spine probably would have <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. He was so close to ground. Oh, it's you so could, great. You wouldn't even be able to deploy a parachute because you wouldn't be able to bring your arms up. You'd be going so fast. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, th this movie's not going to be realistic. Um, <laughs> Nor should it be. We don't expect it to be. So they show up at the party through <laughs> from the roof. Looking for John Lark. Looking for John Lark. Um, so John Lark is is this code name of this this guy who's running this operation, basically. Um, and we they have to try to figure out who the heck he is, how to stop him, etc. Um, we'll, we'll get on that later because some surprises happen. <laughs> um, but anyway, they go into this party. We meet... Kirby, that's her last name. The blonde, blonde character. White Widow. White yeah, Widow. White Widow. So her 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 name is Kirby, or is that her actress name? Nope, that's her real name. The, that's her real name. Her the, code name is White Widow. All White they Widow. called her was White Widow yeah. in the movie. We'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. So so they run into White Widow, who's an arms dealer, and Tom Cruise tells tell, Ethan Hunt tells White Widow that there's something going on at the party. There are a bunch of people who are trying to get their hands on specifically her and John Lark and, and figure out basically where the money's at. Wait, basically that's the, are you skipping the best fight scene ever? Yeah. Oh, the bathroom fight scene? The bathroom fight scene, fight scene was I think so I am skipping good. It. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> skipped the fight scene. I loved every part of that, from, even from the trailer. That was the, that was my favorite part of the trailer because it went with the song yeah. when when Cave totally Cavill whatever it was when he Shotgun he just like shakes his fists out to the beat of the song so like I was waiting for that bathroom <laughs> scene the yeah. whole time we were sitting there so I don't think we should skip it no so no it was awesome. nope. so that yeah so before we end up having that conversation with White Widow um, they Henry Cavill and Ethan Hunt go into the bathroom there where they have GPS tracker and they. Think they've noticed they, they found John Lark, who or whoever John Lark is. Um, they run into this guy at the urinal, and there's this huge fight scene between this Asian Asian guy and them. Um, and the Asian guy ends up getting shot, but not after like an awesome fight scene. Um, I liked how um, like um, Cruz and Cavill like they would take punches. Like you know, sometimes in action movies, you know, like. Yeah. Counter Reeves in the Matrix, like dude, he won't get hit at all. Like <laughs> yeah. they were getting beat down. And oh yeah, it was oh, going were, back and forth. They were oh, losing yeah. for a good chunk of it. Yeah, and I, it's just refreshing to kind of see that fight like that. I loved it. They probably would have got killed in that bathroom. <laughs> when he like <laughs> threw the guy over his shoulder, like through the sink. Oh, yeah, that was, I was that just was like, what? That's nuts. Yeah, just pure action for action's sake. But the sinks broke a little bit easy, but. I've never. Thrown. I mean, so did the I've, wall. I've never thrown a charge yeah, through exactly. a wall. Okay. <laughs> we'll test this through. We'll throw. If Superman shot. throws you through a thing, <laughs> it's gonna crash. Well, before that, so so before we end up, before Asian guy gets shot, um, their what their objective is in this event, oh, I yeah. forgot to mention, is they're trying to use this software to impersonate the face of uh, this John Lark character and go into this meeting and try to convince this arms dealer to get the plutonium. Um, and what happens is Henry Cavill actually smashes 
the guy across the face with the laptop. So the software is, ends up getting all screwed up <laughs> and they're trying to do this and all of a sudden the Asian guy wakes up and he starts to kick their ass. And then to save the day, I forget her name. Rebecca Elsa. Ferguson. Oh, oh, her real name, yeah. I don't know. Either or. Character so. name Elsa. Character Actress, name Elsa. Yeah. Actress Rebecca know. Ferguson. Okay. It's Ferguson? Ferguson? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. uh, as famous from uh, Life. And uh, what was that musical yeah. that just came out? The greatest Showman. Greatest Showman? She's on that, yep. Okay, so Elsa comes in and, well, she didn't come in, she, she enters by shooting the Asian guy in the head. <laughs> Um, thus ruining their plan to steal his face no, that's he no longer has one. <laughs> right, right, right. And then a couple people come in the uh, the bathroom. Well, a couple of times, a couple of people come in the bathroom on different occasions and it kind of comedy ensues. You see three people in one stall in the beginning during the fight. And then later someone comes in and they pretend like Henry Cable had a nosebleed. Um, <laughs> was and good. it wasn't brain <laughs> matter <laughs> all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, so bad. That was good. So then we have our conversation with the arms dealer. We find out there are people, there are assassins inside trying to get their hands on the arms, hands on the plutonium. And as Tom Cruise starts to show White Widow out to safety, we see a couple of them actually attack him. He stabs a couple of them, hits a couple of them, and then we end up exiting. Um, what'd you guys think about, about that scene right there? Kind of remind me a little bit of John Wick, the yeah. first one where he was traveling through the nightclub and as Nor he was I. going on, just taking the guys out. Ethan did it with a lot more precision with their own weapons. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked how, sorry, Rennie, I didn't mean to oh, no. just jump over you, but um, I liked in that scene how you really saw their like teamwork, even if the team dynamic we know later on in the movie is not exactly honest, but I liked how Every time that we thought like, oh crap, they're gonna get caught, some other character like Elsa or or I wish we remembered what his act, what that character's name have. I'm gonna pull my phone. We'll, we'll find um, it. whatever. There's always someone there who kind of just like grabs an arm with a gun saves and them. saves them, and they keep and they just kind of keep walking. And I thought that was pretty badass. That it was like, yeah, my click <laughs> squad goals, whatever you want to call it. They're all just like right there where they needed to be. Um, I thought it helped. Like the scene moved really well because they never pause for more than maybe a second or two. Okay, so Henry Cable is August? Oh, Walker. Walker, Walker. Walker. that's what they call him. Okay. Okay, go. great. Gotcha. All right, so Walker, Walker, Walker. I'm going to remember that. Okay. So we end up leaving the arms dealer. We see, we end up finding out that the, I need his name, Sean. The guy who Harris? plays... Sean Harris. Sean Harris. So I love Sean Harris. He's the guy who plays the villain in Lane, this. Lane. Solomon, yeah. Lane. Solomon Lane. Solomon Lane. So, yeah, Solomon, Solomon Lane. Lane. Yeah. We don't. He's, he doesn't end up being the bad, like the ultimate yeah. end-all, be-all bad guy. Yeah. He's still very bad, obviously. I mean, he's the leader of the bad guy. That kind of makes him the worst bad guy. No, not as bad as as uh, Walker though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. But I mean, Walker was doing what <laughs> he said. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, we, we, we find out that the character who's being transported, um, Sean, Sean Harris, who, um, so Sean Harris, he also plays Fiferal in Prometheus, where I, I saw him oh, in. Was he the map um, guy? He was the guy who ended up coming back as a zombie. Was and he a geologist in that one? He was a geologist. Yeah. Well, because they had a geologist 
And uh, rock, you know, like a, like a, it was a, a archaeologist, not a geologist, and someone else in that movie, and a biologist maybe. Maybe. It was the two, the two basically the two misfits in the group. <laughs> but anyway, um, I met Sean Harris actually. Uh, didn't meet him actually. I, I saw him for the first time on a show called The Borgias, which is an awesome uh, show about the Italian Medici family. And he played the assassin in that too. Um, that was real good. Um, so a big fan. Anyway, we find out he's being transported and we find out that Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt and um, Walker have been enlisted to basically kill everybody. But we know that's not how Ethan Hunt's character operates. So he finds another way. He ends up staging themselves both in a semi truck or some kind of truck they wait for the the procession of cars to come through with the prisoner, and they end up ramming it right into the river. And while all this is going on, which I have, I have a problem with this scene too, um, while all this is going on, they end up on a chase leading everybody away from the prisoner while... Um, is it not um, Henry Cable? Is it Henry no, Cable? No, no, it's, uh, it's Ving Rhames and yeah, Simon Pegg's character. Yeah, Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. Benji, yeah. and Luther. 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 Yeah. So, did anyone, if I yeah. may mention, like, did anyone else get a Dark Knight vibe from this scene? A little bit. Yeah. Like, it's like you know, someone getting transported, a police mm. escort, helicopters, literally the shot of a semi hitting a truck into the water. I just thought of Deadpool yeah. too because we just saw it, and that was the only, that was the last time I saw a, like a prisoner being transported. Also very good. Yeah. yeah. Did you think in the was Walker involved with that plan, or was, was he also surprised by this plan change? He was. He was yeah. surprised, yeah. Okay, because I, I wasn't sure. No, he had to have known because he got on the motorcycle with Ethan. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, okay, yep, That's you're true. right. They had their own separate plan from the one that I just wasn't the sure. White Widow wanted. Right. Yeah. I wasn't sure if this was Ethan Hunt also not trusting Walker, or if it was just him not trusting the White Widow's men. But I guess that makes sense, because they definitely jumped on those motorcycles, so they had that all planned out. That's right. So Ving Rhames' character, Luther, and Simon Pegg's character, Benji, they go into the water to save the prisoner while um, Walker and Ethan Hunt lead away the um, all the police and, and the pursuers. But what I don't understand is that if they didn't kill anybody, why would, why would the police just leave the prisoner to drown? Yeah. That's in, a very in, in valid the, point. Right. Like, nobody went in to help him at all. Yeah. Just like, yeah, screw him. There wasn't, like, a shootout or, like, a... That's a very a valid point. Or... Well, yeah, because even the police officers who were driving the truck that, that Lane was tied oh, yeah, they... up in, they kind of just got out of the truck <laughs> like, and were like, all right. They're like, they take, like, a minute. They're like, oh, we need to help. Nah, yeah. never mind. Screw and then they it. Just away. And then, yeah, you're right. They just left the truck. I didn't think of that at yeah. the time. Good call. But that's, yeah, that's I, I, I saw it and thought it was really weird. Huh. The most wanted man in the world, just yeah, yeah, yeah right. Well, he's dead now. That's Moving kind of on. what they let's, like. Let's go get well, <laughs> as we move on, actually, <laughs> come to think of it, too, yeah. I will bring it up in yeah. a second. But wasn't it her goal to get him anyway? Yeah. So then, why did she like? Uh, I guess maybe in theory she knew that the, none, everything wasn't on the up and up. There so. was a little bit of a plot. That might be a hole there. She she yeah. like really she knew that plan. She like knew where they were gonna go and everything. It was ridiculous. And yeah. then again, so did uh, White uh, Widow's uh, men too. They they showed up. So you know what? I'm not even gonna question it. Yeah. Just chalk it, it up to what it is. spy <laughs> technology. <laughs> Someone had a tracer on them. 
Who knows? So they go they go on this big chase, um, and they end up they basically end up being pursued by uh, Ilsa, who comes comes by them in the motorcycle, which yes, of course, why wouldn't she just get the guy when she knew they were there, when she knew what the plan was. Yep. Um, but anyway, they go on this huge chase. Um, they es- end up escaping on motorcycles, finally, after running over Ilsa. Well, she's going over the car, I guess, not running. Yeah, everyone running under cars and didn't get hurt. <laughs> there was no broken <laughs> bones <laughs> by all the, the car except real for ones. a little bit. It was great when uh, yeah. Ethan Hunt, like, he falls off the bike and then, still sticking to the plan, limps his way over to, like, yeah. a sewer grate. Like, yeah, right. The- you you guys noticed obviously that the bike his bike didn't start and it was definitely Walker. Yeah. Messed with his bike. Oh no, I didn't. I yeah. didn't even think. I actually didn't get I that. I thought that he really. Did, he I believe it, but at makes the time to, I it did makes not total get sense. It. They kept I dropping those hints. They kept dropping those hints all movie pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Little things would go wrong with Tom Cruise and stuff. Yeah, we actually forgot to mention a, a major hint. Um, we we don't realize it's a later, which is probably why I didn't remember it. But when we're in the bathroom and they're fighting the Asian guy, they take his phone. It's clearly cracked. Oh, yeah. It's clearly <laughs> cracked. Later on, when Walker gives yeah. that phone to uh, Angela Bass of the U.S. government to try to frame Tom Cruise, which we'll talk about later, um, she says, I, I, know he's, I know he's Lark. I know he is. Here's all the proof. And she hands him a phone. That, he hands her the phone. No. He hands her the phone. I'm sorry. He hands her the phone and... It's supposed to be that phone that was broken that had all of the information on it, but it's a brand new phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's obvious that at that point that good catch. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. We, I didn't catch either of those things. Yeah, we. we I caught we the caught phone. It. I didn't catch the motorcycle thing. Though. I caught that I was supposed to catch something. That was about very, the phone. very, very minor. Superman's what? not very noble. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, um, it's like super not important or major at all, but I mentioned it to Evan when we walked out, is that the scene, the chase when Elsa's on the motorcycle chasing Ethan Hunt in the car, you know, that's a pretty extensive chase scene, like very high action. And I was kind of bummed that I knew it was her the whole time because of the trailer. Because in the trailer, they reveal her lifting the helmet and we don't see the chase, but you know know that she's on that black motorcycle. So when they started that chase, I would have definitely liked it if I didn't know who that was. I feel like it would have added a little bit more like suspense. interest and a little yeah. more suspense to be like, who is this mysterious person on this motorcycle wearing all black? Yeah. But because I knew it was her, I was like, oh yeah, that's Elsa. And like, I feel like that, I don't know, that was just one thing that I noticed that kind of bummed me out a little, but that was my only negative for the entire two and a half hour <laughs> movie. So I'm not really upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up so they, so they end up kidnapping um, Sean Harris. Uh, why do I keep calling it Lane? Lane. Lane. Mm-hmm. So they end up they get Lane from the from the submerged police transport vehicle. That nobody went in to rescue. That nobody <laughs> went in to rescue. So it's impossible. It's underwater. Yeah. <laughs> so so Benji and Luther are driving a boat around with this prisoner in it, kind of just perusing the way it seems like they, they meet him at the aqueduct. They like rendezvous, yeah. Yeah. And and Tom Cruise, uh, Ethan Hunt. I'm sorry. He ends up. Going into a church at one point. During a funeral. During a funeral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely We're skipping a little bit. We're skipping. I think that's, yeah. a, little yeah. that's, later. that's yeah. a little bit later. So Tom Cruise, this is when he escapes down the netted aqueduct. Mm-hmm. Right. So so he ends up finding himself in a spot where there's cop cars everywhere. What is what is he going to do? He pulls out his knife. We're all thinking, what the hell is he going to do with his knife? He's going to try to fight 15 police officers. He jumps over a bush. 
And then when we were see what's on the other side of the bush, there's a big aqueduct hole with netting and he's cut his way through and fell down the bottom and where he met Luther and Benji. Yep. And, uh, and Benji. Um, they go on their way and they find this weird aqueduct interrogation room. I don't know what else to call it. Is that where they met, um, who's the older the agent? base of all Yeah, yeah. So, so we're introduced. Alec Baldwin's character. Is that when they met him? That's not when they met him for the first time, but that's when they met up with him. Right. It's, it's only a second scene. But that scene when they're in the in the aqueduct in the water and they get out of the boat. That's, that's the scene. what there's happens um, next, yeah. right? Yeah. No, there's like the in between. They they're, they um they come out of like a some sort of facility. There's that like traffic meter cop waiting for them. Oh right. And oh, that's right. when yeah. white and then white widows men try to like kill him. He yeah. gets away with that. And that's when they get in the car and leave, and, and then Elsa, Elsa finds them. them. So right. okay, it's like so two I had chases that a little in one. Yeah. Right. And then it's pretty confusing. <laughs> when they get away from Elsa, though, that's when they get to whatever this underground yeah. Alec Baldwin lair is. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's where they end up having end up getting ambushed, basically again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is this scene's like there's so many little twists in this scene that yeah we go back and forth quite a lot. Very late. Yeah. So they're they're they're. They have um, Sean Harris, and and they're talking to him, trying to get him to give all of her information. They trick him too, don't they? they yep. Trick I don't no. think so at that point, but they use him to trick um, Walker. Walker. Unknowingly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even I didn't see that one coming. I, I was actually, I'm so used to the Mission Impossible mask trick. Yeah, They yeah. got me on that one. Yeah. I did not see the switch at all. Yeah. So 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 the, is that later in the movie? No, that's that's proper. It's like that right scene, there. and yep, it's like. It's when they give him the file, saying yeah. that Ethan, uh, Ethan Hunt John is Mark. is compromised because yeah. he's they say he's John Mark. Yeah. In, in Ethan Hunt, and he, he basically gets told the mission is terminated. Yeah. You know because we have all this evidence against you. Yeah. Um, and he says like, no, I refuse. Like this is not this is not how it goes. And then something must happen that we don't see where they plan to do this yeah. little twist on Walker. Yep. They're like they like really knock sure out Baldwin. They're like Baldwin's knocked happened. out. And like we gotta do, we gotta go rogue on Baldwin. Right. And except they didn't. Except they did. It, yeah. I it think was, it was all part of the plan. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, it was. It was totally part of the plan. plan. It was like. Oh. He gave him the heads up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When Baldwin's do you think? Been talking to her. When do you think they knew, walk like to suspect Walker? Was it? Because the woman spoke, uh, the, the CIA I mean, spoke question. to them. Maybe not suspect Walker, but just not mm. to trust him exactly. from the very That's, beginning. That was the gist I got. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just curious. Like that that twist where they trick him and they find out he really is John Lark. I didn't know where they where in the story they would have had the time to kind of plan that mm -hmm. out because it seemed like it all happened right one thing after another. So it, they must have it pretty much put does. it together like way before that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much any everything yeah. from like them sitting on the on the side of the road waiting for Lane's truck is like what an hour, two hours. Yeah, yeah. it's really quick. Right. So so let's explain. So let's explain what happened during this scene. So so the this mask software that they used, they tell uh, Walker, they tell Walker, or or Walker is in present hearing that um, uh, Sean Harris. Is I mean Sean Pegg is going in person of impersonating of Lane, Lane the villain, um, and going to basically try to secure the plutonium. Same same deal, um, but Walker is not filled in that what happened is Simon Pegg, uh, Benji is actually the one with the mask on, sitting interrogating in the chair as Lane. 
So when Walker goes to talk to him about deals that he's made with Lane. Which I, I found kind of absurd that he just did it just like that. They're like, yeah. he, he like looks over his shoulders like, here's the whole plot. He like this is who I am. Right, right. Oh, Ethan Hunt's not here. This is what's going on. I'm John Locke. Right. I'm like, you did that I way think, too quick. I think Lane knew from the beginning, though, that Walker was John Locke. No, I think he did, too. Well, they were working but It was together. just funny that he just did it. Yeah, they he, were working together. Like, you could tell, like, screenwriter, this is a screenwriter talking. Like, they just save time. They just get right to it. But I felt yeah. like he wouldn't have just revealed everything in, like, two well, seconds after Ethan and, like, the guys left. Lane was Walker's boss essentially yeah. though so if you see your boss who kills people tied yeah. up to a chair you're probably gonna take the first second you have to free him i would think because they had this whole plan mm, already not necessarily lane was basically a tool to use because all he was being done is since the the prior movie in rogue nation all he's been doing is being passed around by governments and being yeah. interrogated right, so he's essentially like, he's essentially a plot device. like currency yeah. Yeah. basically yeah, yeah. You know, we forgot to mention that too. That um, a kind of an important part of the whole like suspense of it is Ethan Hunt has to pretend that he's John Lark. Yeah. So he has to kidnap Lane, and Lane knows who J Ethan Hunt is. So right. He couldn't hide his identity from him. Right. So he had to somehow balance getting Lane, seeing Lane face to face, without letting you know White Widow and John, this mysterious real John Lark, know that. He's he's the, he's literally Ethan Hunt. Well, I think that was the main point of changing yeah. the plan because he knew if the plan went the way that White Widow wanted it to go, they very quickly would have figured it been out, yeah. aware that he was not John Lark. So yeah, he that was part of it, he yeah. made his own plan to ensure that his identity wouldn't be yep. compromised. Which is also why he was, yeah. he was the one kind of distracting all the police too, so he wouldn't be there when they got Lane. Yeah. Right. So 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 at this point, we actually we finally find out that. Our suspicions were true with that. Walker, From like literally like the first time we see him. Like there's no yeah. way this guy's on the up and up. So Walker, Henry Cable, same person, are, is also Jonathan Lark, which is the big villain. villain. Big villain. Mysterious villain. So big he's villain. the one who wrote the manifesto that they keep referencing. You know, that suffering leads to peace or you oh, yeah, whatever that, that quote lot, is yeah. that they said More multiple times. The, the greater peace. Yeah, the greater the suffering. Right, yeah. yep. Because he admits that in that scene with Lane, I wrote that because blah blah blah. So that's oh, yeah. kind of that kind of clears that up for everybody too, I think. Yeah, yeah. So right after we find out that he's Jonathan Lark, we end up getting a call from the government. Government doesn't trust Tom Cruise anymore. And then an ambush occurs where um, there's a fun line that um, we just call him Lark now. There's a fun no <laughs> It's easier. So there's a fun line that Lark says uh, with Tom Cruise asks him, um, "We have all the weapons in this room. What are you waiting for?" And then he go turns to him and goes, "Are you sure?" And then his ambush happens. Yep. So the ambush happens. Um, Alec Baldwin gets shot finally. Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just hate Alec Baldwin. Really? He was good in this movie, though. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He was good in this movie, but I don't if, like him. Before we go on to, I was gonna. I did like the part where Angela Bassett's kind of on the phone. They're yeah. like, "Hey, we got him. We got Lark for you. Let's Doesn't arrest him." Matter. And she's like, "I don't trust any of you. Yeah, you're all. I'm arresting to all of you. <laughs> we'll figure this out later. Like, we can't do that. Eh, too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It's a it was just a great little moment for her character. Just, nope, don't trust any of you. Yeah. Right. You're all wearing masks. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Rest you all. <laughs> so, so they go on a big chase. 
at this point. Foot chase. Yeah. This is the this is the epic foot chase that ends up on top. This is of the this building. is the, the quintessential Tom Cruise running scene. Right. right. Yeah. You running. can't have a Mission Impossible without him just running. <laughs> And then it leads us to the scene where he's running and being guided by uh, Benji, Simon Pegg, yep. which uh, is kind of funny. I liked that interact, like that banter when he's like, why is he running in circles? Like yeah. those little lines, like I thought that like added, because otherwise it's literally just Every time Ethan Hunt running. Every time you have running. a screwed up on it being backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the oh, 2D, 3D. 2D. It was great. <laughs> okay. And this is the uh, scene of the church that you mentioned earlier. That's too. the church. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is when he runs into the church and they have like a Mexican standoff. Bunch of bunch of guys. He ends up uh, running away. Actually, he gets away with. I didn't even realize that how easily he got away from them. He yeah, just he like he slams the door and they're gone. Because if right. you think about it, he, he was walking Tom around. Cruise is really fast. <laughs> he, he did look pretty fast. He looked. Yeah. I, I don't have that. I saw yet. that movie with Ryan, and as soon as we got out, he goes, "Boy, that Tom Cruise sure is fast." Huh? <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Very fast. So he ends up on top of a building. Where he just misses catching Lark and he flies away in the helicopter and we have that scene where yep. we think the movie's over and it's gonna be a sequel. Um, Maybe, there will yeah. probably be one, but yeah, not But we not knew better. <laughs> um, and a little production out there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the scene where he broke or twisted his yeah, ankle. Yeah, when he jumped from that to the, uh, that's the one. building yep. roof. You can almost see it. They think they showed it. Oh, wait, yeah. he actually did yeah. break oh, yeah. it. Oh, he did something, oh, yeah. yeah. And they shut down production for like six weeks and yeah. paid the whole crew six oh, weeks wow. not to take anything else. Wow. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> get on a cruise set. Right? You'll, you'll get a six-week vacation. Before the helicopter, though, um, when he, when Walker or John Lark gets in the elevator and Ethan Hunt's kind of hanging underneath it, that's the moment where we get more of Ethan Hunt's motivation because he shows him a picture of uh, Julia. Yeah. That's right. And he says, yeah, yeah. I know where she is if you talk to her she's dead if you try to warn her she's dead so like i think that was a pretty important moment because we can see more of the emotional side of ethan hunt and he kind of gets like his new yeah. focus not new focus because obviously throughout the whole right. movie Renewed. he's focusing very on more, her very yeah. but focus. right right and we Do should we- take a minute to mention uh before uh they uh, meet up with baldwin i i think it's um a scene with elsa where we find out her motivation is um, what? How do you say it? Mi six, which is ironic given Mission Impossible six. That's what but, we were talking. That's about. what I wasn't sure yeah. about. I was like, is that a reference? No, that's to just the uh, British intelligence. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she was. Uh, she has to make up for what she did in the past movie, and her, her objective is to kill Lane. Right. At all costs. So. For her freedom. Yeah, and so you, we've seen her running around the entire movie. We weren't entirely sure why she took Ethan Hunt aside, told him, and they, thereby explaining her motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget how that works out when she ends up joining the team. How did that happen? Didn't really. They didn't really come happened. full circle on it. They didn't really explain it that well. She just kind of showed up and was just like, "Okay, yeah. I'm with you guys right now." Yeah. Well, was that what? the moment when Luther kind of sits her down and tells her about Julia? And yeah, and it was then somewhere she stands in there. up and she says, "I'm coming with you." And Ethan Hunt says, "I know." Oh yeah, I, I only trust the people in this room. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 So, so he gets away, um, and then they have to figure out how they're going to get him, of course. Um, they end up tracing them to this uh, small village in Kashmir. 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 Yeah, Kashmir. Kashmir. yeah. Um, Which, as a friend pointed out, China. was never Kashmir. 
It was like New Zealand, Norway, where they shot it. It was never actually Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. It was like it's, three it's, different countries, but New it wasn't. Zealand's got good mountains. They shoot yeah. a lot of stuff in New Zealand. Mm. They do. It's beautiful, yeah. So Kashmir is also the place where they frame Ethan Hunt for delivering smallpox mm -hmm. to villages nearby which is actually uh, something that Lark did. Um, yeah. That's just the charge that's on the name Jonathan Lark. Um, so they get to this village and it's some kind of uh, basically, what would you call, what would you what would you say that, that you would call that? It's almost like a quarantine zone. Yeah. It's a medical camp. Yeah, yeah. A medical, big medical camp, yeah, that's probably the best for the, for the small part. For the small part, yeah. yeah. They right. wanted to get a bunch of victims there anyway, including, yeah. uh, as we Julia. find out, Julia, so. Yeah. So Julia, we should go into is from Ethan's Mission Impossible wife. Three. Yep. Established as his wife. Um, I think she kind of disappears at the beginning of uh, Ghost Protocol, and then towards the end we kind of see her again. I think that's how that went down. Yeah. And we know like she's alive. She knows he's alive, and everyone's fine. But they totally forgot all about her in the fifth one. So it was yeah. kind of refreshing to bring her back for this one. So how? So because I haven't seen. The more yeah, I'm kind of flaky on them How too. much time has passed since they split to now? Because now she has a new husband. So was yeah. that like a really quick turnaround? Or I has think it it's, been I think like... it's fairly real time to when the movies came yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, they don't really say yeah. it, but it seems like it's about right. Oh, really about time. When was the third one? Do we know offhand? When what was JJ, the third one? It when was... was the third one with JJ Abrams was the director of that one? I want to say it was early 2000s. It's gotta so, be early 2000s. So we're, yeah. we're looking at yeah. around a decade, I, okay. I would say. Because yeah. when she says, oh, this is my husband, I was like, <laughs> ouch, oh, I felt it. And Wes Bentley just shows up. <laughs> yeah. so Tom Cruise looked upset too, because she looks a little bit like Katie Holmes. She kind of does a little, I guess. And she, and she lies to uh, Ethan and says, we met at MGH. I had to toss that in there because my wife works at MGH. So oh, yeah. she, was like, she, she loved the Boston shout out in the middle of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was funny too at the end when the the husband thanks him as doctor or so and so. Oh yeah, Doctor Prone. Oh, and he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'll be doctor. good job, Doc. <laughs> like totally on the end at this point. So so we actually we we overhear too also that um, Jonathan Lark is the caller who called in and, and, and funded underwrit their oh, entire yeah. right their entire thing. Guardian so, Angel. Yeah, so he, he planned this whole thing. He's also her personal overseer from the CIA that keeps her in protection. Yeah. Mm, oh, I, didn't, I didn't get I, that. I, I missed I that entirely. That yeah. yeah, I missed that entirely. Huh. Wow. So basically the whole thing was set up so That's that she was That's how he knows there. where she is at all times. What an ass. He's charged. <laughs> huh, okay. So, so the reason, so, oh, here's, so here's something funny um, that I think. So, so in all these movies with the, when there's always like a bomb plot to, to to disengage these bombs, why is it always that out of the blue they just know how the bomb's built? They just In know this how to disengage. Case, it. I think it was. Well, they had the encrypted cell phone. Yeah. Oh, and then they all the from, data. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. During the beginning. Right. Yeah. That was yeah, the whole they point. They showed of the phone. all yeah. the bombs plans, yeah. and that's how they figure. Well, exactly. no real way to shut this off. Yeah. And then they find the one way which he like he studied it on the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Two minutes two minutes after saying That's there's no way, like. he's like, Oh wait, I just figured it out. We got it. <laughs> Whenever they don't have a plan, they're like, we'll figure it out. 
Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Like that's We're working on it. We're working on it. Throughout the whole movie. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah. yeah. So this is, true, yeah. this is what they have to do. So they go into this village. They have to find these two bombs that are both hidden, that have the plutonium cores inside them, that are armed at 15 minutes. There's a detonator. And they can't just disengage one of the bombs because the other bomb will go off. They can't just disengage both of the bombs because the detonator will force the bombs to go off. Mm -hmm. So they need to... They need the key? Yeah. You need to, yeah. You need to get the key out of the detonator and then simultaneously at, turn off both bombs. Right? right. Within the countdown. A, by cutting a series of cords, turning screws, which yep. can only be done once the bombs have yep. already started counting out. And you need people to do it, because Ving Rhames can't do it and, by himself. And this, whole, <laughs> this whole sequence was very Nolan-y, too. I'm going to get to that in a second, but... Yeah. Just, like, just the concurrent, like, timelines. I mean, all storylines, just... Mm -hmm. But we'll get to that when you continue, yep. <laughs> oh, it was. Um, so, so, Ving Rhames... Like you said, he can't figure out himself, so Julia comes along and helps well, he him. Well, can, but he doesn't have enough. Well, he doesn't we, have enough we have to mention, yeah. too, but they, have, they, have, they actually have to find the bombs at first. And it's before they right. yeah. because so I, it's so in a medical camp, there's all the x-rays, all so the they're all putting off radiation. Right. Good point. Yep. So you've got Benji just smashing crates <laughs> trying to find something. Yeah, wait, yeah, Luther just found one. Like, he just saw, like, a thing. Well, it was, was up like, on one, the... Done. Yeah. Usually, like, he saw the radio tower. And he's yes. just like, there's one. Go find the other one. I love Benji's line where he goes to shoot the lock off of the, the locker and he just goes, nuclear bombs! Yep, and he decides great. not to yes. shoot it. I thought that was great. Yes. <laughs> Simon Pegg on his A-game the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. This might be my favorite character that he plays yeah. in all of his movies. Even over He's like really Hot oh. I have a soft spot for Shot of the Dead, so... Oh, really? well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead, too, yeah. but Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz is really... so good. Hot Fuzz is so good. Really? Nice. I think so. Yeah, well, he, he plays his character perfectly, I think. Mm. It was, yeah. it was, it's yeah. written for him. It's meant for him. Actually, I just, uh, Scotty is also on this list, because yeah, I think he does good. a very good Scotty. Yeah. For a, a franchise I'm not the biggest fan of. Yeah, but... I'm not a big fan of Star Trek, but he does play it well. Mm. Mm. So Vingrams finds one the bomb. one, the one bomb in the, uh, in the antenna. Mm -hmm. Um, and then while Simon Pegg, uh, Benji, is looking for the other bomb. With Elsa. With Elsa, yeah. with Elsa uh, we find the bomb is inside the house that yep. uh, Lane is staying in. Lane Lane has decided suicide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lane has decided complete. Lane has decided he's gonna he's gonna he, he's he's not running anymore. He's gonna blow himself up with this final act of uh, defiance. Defiance <laughs> of criminal activity or whatever the heck you wanna call it. Um, so he stayed behind, um, whereas um, he tells Walker, uh, Lark, to get as far away as you can. You'll be able to get the minimum safest distance if you go now in the helicopter. And he so has the detonator. He has the detonator. So he leaves in the helicopter. They find the two bombs. They're dismantling the bombs while that happens. Tom Cruise has hijacked a helicopter by first climbing up um, a bag of crap yep. that I assume was only there <laughs> to give him a, a, a yep. way to do something. Yeah. Twice. Twice. He climbed up That's and then right. fell off and yeah. then climbed up again. The guy looked over the side with the American <laughs> Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Nothing on Ethan Hunt. Yeah. You can, I had... Like, how the hell did he do that? He like fell all the way down. Yeah. Clung on and still had the upper body strength to get back up. I had PTSD of gym class when I yep. was told to oh, climb yeah. the rope oh, and I never go. could. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he ends up getting up to the helicopter. He is a really funny scene when he just appears in the helicopter door and the guy's like, 
Right, because you're like, what do you do in this they, moment? They yeah. can off it, too. Yeah. Because it's PG-13, so they can only use one F-word. Yeah. They both can mouth it. <laughs> Which Cavill got, right? It's fair. Cavill got the one sure. F. I think yeah. he was saying, like, motherfucker, too lame for some reason. Yeah. Yep. They had a lot of really funny When he moments. realized that Simon Pegg was... No, uh, something like that, yeah. yeah. They, they had a lot of really funny moments where it was just, like, funny shots. Yeah. They're just like like when when the wide shot of, of Tom Cruise making no progress climbing up the rope. <laughs> um, or or when they were shooting Tom Cruise running from this group of police officers in the city and then they cut to the shot of the police officers, but it's the same angle kind of. So it's like a jump cut. So it just looks like they're running forever. Um, that was pretty funny. Um, anyway, we, we get to, uh, he, he has the helicopter. And he, he kidnaps chasing Lark. He kidnaps the helicopter. He's chasing Lark. Um, Lark finds out and goes, I guess I'll pull out this. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you forgot that he learns to fly a helicopter on the go. With oh, like, because they, like all question it. they all question it. It seems like he knows how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. Can't be that hard, right? I was, I was thinking of uh, Tom Segura's skit where he talks about uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, I've been flying a helicopter for about 50 years. Remember that skit? I don't think I know that one. Uh, oh, I'm so disappointed in It's worth mentioning, right too, that Tom Cruise took like a quick <laughs> flash. Like, he took like six weeks of training so he could do all his helicopter. Flying. Oh, really? Yep. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. I don't know how many of the shots are a helicopter, you know, because it looked like it was fairly CGI, but, you know, Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise, he's going to do his own stunts and no one's going to stop him, so. Yeah. Yeah, I love that when he was just like, okay, power, okay, up. Like, there's like 700 <laughs> buttons and lights, and he's just like, I got the two I, that I need. I'm going to figure this yeah. out. <laughs> that was the button to drop the cargo and the stick bolt. That was great. Yeah. He, just like, he just like figured that out. And just like, which which I did like. I like how I liked that, like a quick throwaway. Like, you thought that might work? Nope. Yeah. He's like, close. hey, hold this for me. This misses. Like, that was great. So when he tries to drop the cargo on top of Lark's uh, helicopter, it doesn't work. He misses. He decides that the only way he's going to be able to do anything at this point, especially because his plane catches fire, is to just like ram running it. out of fuel. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to ram this other helicopter. So they eventually they go over this this uh, snowy hilltop. You see some snow come up. You think that oh his helicopter's going down. He's not going to get him. He ends up getting him. The two helicopters crash in a silly thing, in a silly crash that would never happen without anyone unscathed. Because they would um, definitely blow up. Huh? Pilots Pilot killed, yeah. Um, Pilot's if, not a lead actor. Those so. helicopters would oh, yeah, definitely no. blow up, though, yeah. if they hit that Maybe. hard. Don't you think? Blowing up's more of a movie trope. They would have blown trip. up. Yeah, they would have blown up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> blown up's more of a movie thing. Maybe yeah. they wouldn't have. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know, but <laughs> I feel like going that fast and falling. I just, I love how they both just conveniently <laughs> got right into that crevice. Like, just enough to get oh, launched. Yeah. But not, <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. So two helicopters roll down the mountain. They end up in this vertical crevice. One on top of the other. And, and, and then all of a sudden, Tom Cruise's helicopter falls. And then we see, um, we see uh, Lark's character. Uh, a, a wire comes loose uh, with all of the engine fuel or some kind of hot oh, fuel yeah. burns the yeah, shit out of his face. His face makes yeah. him like two -faced. Another, another mm -hmm. Dark Knight reference. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, so I that happens. And then they have their final showdown, their fight. Final fist fight. <laughs> it's actually kind of short-lived. Well, it's it's probably shorter lived than you think because they're they're too busy cutting to Benji. Like, yeah, you're right. Ben oh, right, right. At this point, they only have like 
three to five minutes left before everything yep. was done, I think. Right, right. So they gotta kind of speed that up a little yep. bit. Plus, Superman's burned. Yep. And the helicopter is conveniently lodged on that one edge of rock. Because that hook, hook. That was there. Well, as soon as they showed the shot of the hook like dangling, I was like, okay, this something's gonna happen yep. with this. And I liked then, how it <laughs> unhooked and then got lodged again somehow. Like, yeah. like the physics on that would never work. Like it that thing not. would just swing yeah, that up would, a million. That would go through the hole. That would but it was still through. funny. I um, was a, I was a little surprised that Ethan Hunt killed him. Like I mean, I think he should have killed him for sure, but I was surprised when he was just like, I'm just gonna pull this rope and you're going down. He had, and they had to, yeah. Seconds. Yeah. He had He's seconds. I know. I just He's a jerk. Which is, <laughs> On his convenient rock ledge, also. Like, well, I like, to, I like that because that's a throwback to the second one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his, I his actually thought that that's what I. That's what I thought. I was like, this is the stupid rock climbing scene again. Yep. This is this I throwback. did. I did catch that one. That was the only throw. Did anyone else get an Inception vibe from this scene too? Because you really have like you have three simultaneous timelines. Like you got um, Ruther over uh, here, you have Benji this... here, and you have Tom Cruise here, yeah. and they have to do this simultaneously, essentially. Maybe. Just like the kicks when they have to get out of it. So maybe the cinematographer is the same guy that works on all the no one's I movies. I don't then. think so. If you're picking up all this, because the Dark Knight. Yeah, Oh, that's, that's true, true. too. Yeah, that's I, didn't even, I didn't even think that was a Nolan. That's why didn't yeah. that even occur to me? Yeah. What, what I did all like, these films and Nolan movies. But no, no, I'm pretty sure Dark. it's not Wally Feister who is the DP for Nolan. And, no, it's yeah. not. Yeah, I remember the name. Yeah. What what I what I did like is um, I liked how it seemed like there was an overall theme when when I was when I saw the throwback to the rock climbing. Mm -hmm. I thought of the name Fallout and the fact that you were calling back like several different characters from other from other series. The first time they've called back characters like yeah. this, yeah. Um, and it just seems like the entire theme of everything was just Fallout in general, like Fallout from past from the past movies. Fallout in general seemed like a theme. That's a good point. Yeah. I like well, I think it was Solomon Lane's character who says it, says this is the fallout. Like he, he in one of his dramatic dialogues with Ethan Hunt, he he says fallout for sure. I don't remember the direct quote, but that was the one, I think, reference to the title that worked. Yeah. It wasn't in like a cringy way. It actually worked well with the dialogue. I which love is when they see the movie's name. Yeah. I always look we do like We do like a Pee Wee Herman, like, ah! Oh, yeah. I always just, one of these, like, yes, um, But, so, so we end up, the fight scene happens, we see Lark get, which I was praying for it to happen, the hook goes right through his head, and Oof. pulls him down. And everyone just, that was yeah, way to go. That was good. Finally. See yeah. his head smash on the rocks. Yeah. yeah. That was and, nice. Uh, yeah, Luther's got the bomb ready on his end. Um, Elsa has and successfully Benji. fought Lane and saved Benji. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they're ready to disarm their bomb. Yep. So they disarm the bombs. Everything is good. Tom Cruise wakes up in the hospital at the... Oh, no, no, no I was going to say, we had like, what, one minute, and Ethan Hunt has to clear <laughs> bare hand of mountainside. Oh, you got, I, I right. mean, I just assumed that's another thing that we can wipe under the rug. Oh, okay. <laughs> How he climbed up in time, just in, and it was just in, in they a didn't even, seconds. They didn't even yeah, they didn't, show it either, yeah. They didn't even know he did. They're like, yeah. Well, well they don't even show us. He yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Well, just, they, they took it really well. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Wait till the one minute. Got one, one shot second. on it. Either way, they're not going to feel anything. Yeah. Extreme. True. Yeah. They, would, they would just get blown <laughs> like, up. 
They're right it's in it. Yeah, they're the gone. It's a life or death. There's only one second. Ethan Hunt turns it just in time. Yeah. And saves everybody. Yep. So then he wakes. He wakes up in the in the medical facility, and Julia comes in, and they have their words, and he says, uh, her husband says, "Bye, Doctor Prone." <laughs> West <laughs> Bentley. Her husband's the nicest guy, but I hate him. Yeah, yeah, I hated him too. You hate him? He- yeah, I, I like West Bentley has a way of just looking. Tom like Cruise looked arrogant. heartbroken yeah. when she was remarried. Yeah. He's <laughs> I mean, a really nice guy, though. Yeah. No, I don't love that. He'll be a villain in the next one. Probably. He is John Lark. It's all a big twist. You'll see. So, that pretty much caps off the movie. Did we do we have our end? We have our like. That's that's the last thing that happens. That's pretty much it. Yeah. There's kind of a romantic inclination between Hunt and Elsa that doesn't come to fruition but it seems like they're planning it seemed like that the whole movie but yeah. but at the end I'm like I, I'm really not well even in the now. last movie that was kind of yeah. like that tension between the two of them which yeah. hasn't come to fruition yet so and then they mm. give Lane back to MI6 yes so absolving, Elsa right? is free absolving Elsa she's mm-hmm. she can come out of the cold cool yeah, so that that pretty much wraps up the movie. Scene, Mission Impossible Seven. We'll see. There will there will be one. Oh, Most likely, there will be this one. This movie was just a monster. I don't so. think it's ever gonna yeah. die. Biggest opening for a Mission Impossible movie. What you saying? Yeah, like sixty-two million almost. Yeah, yeah. It's almost made back its production budget, <laughs> so another hundred million, and it'll be profitable. And it hasn't even opened in China. Hmm. Oh, they love oh, Tom really? Cruise. Yeah, nope, and it's already. <laughs> they love Tom Cruise. <laughs> they do. They love Tom Cruise. I believe you. And Matt Damon. They love Matt Damon. That's yeah. why he was in that silly movie, The Wall. The Great Wall. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which did, which apparently kind of bombed oh, over there too. Like it was a hit, but not as big as they were. It was profitable though. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't huge. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't work out to their liking apparently. So. So in closing, uh, what? Let's get from. Rob, you um, a letter, so a number grade. So let's look out of ten. What did you think you would give this movie, and what were your favorite parts of it, and what were, if anything, something that you really hated or wish they didn't do? I'd probably give it about an eight to an eight point five. So solid B, B plus. If you would give it a letter grade, Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite things in it were obviously the chase scenes. I loved Henry Cavill doing the shotgun arms from the trailer. It just I just thought it looked really cool for some reason. It did, no, it and was now, totally it was probably because it was on B like Yeah. Yeah. As far as things I didn't like, I mean, there's all the little things that you guys mentioned, but there wasn't one thing that stuck out no. stuck out where I was like, I really wish they shouldn't have done that. But all in all, I definitely would say that Henry Cavill's mustache <laughs> was worth it. <laughs> the I, Justice League I had a friend point out how like how great is it that they just stuck it to DC. That mustache. You took out the mustache. Your movie bond. Yeah. (laughs) This movie could end up making more than the Justice League. It's a better movie. His mustache looked great. His upper lip in the Justice League looked ridiculous. So all in all, everywhere this movie wins. See it for the mustache. Hell yeah. Um, I go along with him. Roughly, probably around an eight. Um. I also would like to mention too, I think it would be my third favorite of the Mission Impossibles. Um, I think I might have mentioned that already, but yep, the first one, Ghost Protocol, and then Fallout. Um, I just love the action. The action was just like, 
wall to wall. Like there was never a moment's rest. Even li even little moments, just like jumping out of the airplane, they amped up so that you know you never had a moment to catch your breath. Yeah. And uh, I thought the plot might it was trying to be a little too convoluted in the end, but. It didn't take away from the action scenes, which is the reason you're going to see a Mission Impossible in the first place, so. Yeah. Ethan Hunt, I hope you come back for a seventh installment. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> cool. Um, I, I think I, I gave it an eight. The um, reason why I gave it an eight was mainly just the plot holes I found. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. A lot of action going on. A lot of great scenes. Um, I love... Uh, that they had Sean Harris in there. Sean Harris is one of my favorite actors, and I don't think he's used enough. He's a really creepy voice that we hear in the trailer. I uh, loved it. My friend pointed out to me, like, why can't he just die? Like, Lane just wants to die. That's yeah. all he wants. True. Like, he's the one person that's never allowed to get killed. So we'll probably see him again, too. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's a great he's a great villain in this, great villain in anything. Um, and I really liked uh, one last thing before I, I move on to Taylor. Um, cinematography, I, I really enjoyed the the uniqueness that they brought with the filter that they used, um, and I enjoyed some of those fun scenes where they um, the scene in t inside the um, police transportation vehicle when Lane is tied up and he's being in the oh, yeah. truck is submerging, and you see the wall Actually. of water come towards him. And you know that they filmed that in like one of those rotating yeah. rooms. That, so now that you just mentioned it, kind of another Inception vibe. Like the, that, the that was hallway, very yeah. Inception. That was. Like, mm. I'll have to look up. must love Nolan. He, yeah. Maybe. Inspired by him, worked with him on something. Same director as uh, Rogue Nation, by the way. Yep, yep. Christopher McQuarrie? Yep. Oscar right. winner for, I think he wrote The Usual Suspects. And he won an Oscar for that. Hmm. I think so. I think so. Um, Barry Taylor? I'm gonna give it a nine. Oh. Because I'm a notorious sleeper during movies, and this movie had me jumping around. The Taylor Sleeping Scale. Biting my nails, and I, I loved it. I actually, my favorite parts are just like Benji's little like one lines. Like, yeah, I just so love the level of like subtle humor that he brings to the movie. Because, I mean, obviously the chases are awesome and all the action is awesome, but I just think it's that little banter between the characters that makes me like really connect to them and I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's one I, of the, it's, it's something in the new ones from like Road Nation on, they've really amped up the comedy yeah. and it makes the teamwork just so much better. Right. I think that the thing that bothered me the most with the, I haven't seen the two more recent ones, but with the second one, like the cheesy lines just killed it for me. And I thought this one was way, way better like writing. Like I, I, I didn't bother me, like you had said, the one-liners from the trailer seem a little cheesier because they're in the trailer, but when you yeah. see them in the actual uh, scenes, it all worked really yeah. well. So I don't really have any negative, I don't think. I thought it was a great movie. Cool. Um, well, that's it for our podcast at Brutally Honest Reviews of Mission Impossible 6 or Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, tune in next week. I don't know what we're doing yet, but we're going to be putting out a we'll hereditary out. review pretty soon. Um, so yeah, guys, stay tuned and have a good week. Like Don't. and subscribe. Yep.